and welcome to Have Another Cuppa with me, Daisy Williams. My guest this week is the brilliant singer-songwriter Rosie Kale. We had a fabulous chat a few weeks ago about her influences as a writer, what it's been like writing her first song in Welsh, uh, the influence of social media for young artists and loads more. You'll also hear clips from her two songs, Mary Jane and A Gitgan and Havlaun, Whiskey Then Wine. I hope you all enjoy. So, social media for an artist, Mm -hmm. how do you find navigating that then? It's become really hard. Like, in the last two or three years, it's been one of those things where, like, I stress about it so much because they cap however many people you can Oh, really? There's a cap? Yeah, there's a cap on... I don't know what the the algorithms are, but basically you have to... If you want it to reach more people, then you have to pay Facebook or yeah. pay Instagram. And it's, it's... I feel like so many people miss out on some posts mm. that would probably want to see it. Um, and there's also one of the bands that I've been working with. Um, they've, they actually said that they were losing people that were liking their pages because um, if you don't interact with a page after a certain time, your light gets taken oh, away. Really? It's really bad. That's bizarre. So then people have to then go back and like that page. Yeah. It's such a weird concept. Oh, that's really difficult, especially for smaller artists or smaller yeah. companies, whatever it is. And then it means the rich people get yeah. what they want and the people that are really trying really hard is are just sort of fading into the background. That's really bizarre that the likes go away. Mm. That's really bizarre. It's like the follows that... Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't know that. That's a nice and depressing way to start. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So, you are a country pop mm-hmm. artist. That's Is that how you'd yeah, I'd, describe I'd yourself? I'd say or... so. I think all of my songs... I don't write in a way that sort of makes it oh, I've got to write in this particular mm. style. But it just tends to be that the majority of the songs that I come out with tend to be that style, yeah. whether it's because I've been influenced by other music or mm. whatever. Um, so I tend to put myself in that category because that's the majority of my songs. But yeah. some songs are, are very different. Yeah. So Mary Jane is your new song out. Mm-hmm. And it's very different to your other stuff. So how did you approach... Was that writing that different to the rest of your stuff, or did you approach that in the exact same way? And that's just how it sort of. Yeah, I suppose um, at the time I felt like I was listening to a lot more, more pop stuff. Um, I remember writing it when it was that snowstorm and everybody was sort of oh, shut yeah. in their houses, and I was like, right, well, this is my opportunity to write another song. And I don't know, I just sort of had the the start of the chorus in my head and. I thought, right, I'll just carry on from there. But it wasn't... I I didn't decide to write in a particular way. I was very influenced by Anna Marie at the time. Mm. I love her. I went um, to see Ed Sheeran in Cardiff and loved her. She was so good. And she was amazing. Like, And, you know, I've heard her songs, but I didn't put combine them all together. And, like, she did all yeah. those songs. She's great. So She's so good. Yeah. I think that sort of rhythmic thing I took mm. from her influence 
um I was like I want to sort of write a bit like that like mm. that's really cool I'll, I'll see if I can do something like that yeah so I think that's just where the sort of different vibe has come mm. from is that listening to different music changes the way I write at different points as to mm. who I'm obsessed with at the time yeah, yeah. I was gonna what I was gonna say is the particular artists that you that inspire you or does that yeah. change or I don't know um I suppose I go through phases with artists I have particular favorites I love mm. Sarah Borelli's mm. um always have done um Adele uh big country artists like Carrie Underwood or, or the sort of big artists and I suppose I just sit and I obsess over them for weeks and weeks mm. and weeks and I just on in my car and then I'll suddenly be like oh I've forgotten about this artist and go back to them or I'll find a new obsession but when I'm in that bubble of obsession over a certain artist mm. I find my music is very I, I just take a lot of influence from those artists yeah. and they sort of mold how I write and what I feel and yes yeah, it's, it's interesting I don't tend to I don't tend to obsess over the people themselves mm. it's more about the sound they create mm. and the the lyrics they write I love writing lyrics mm. that's like my favorite thing oh really so okay so when you start writing a song um is it the lyrics first is it the melody does it depend on what it is or yeah know? um I get asked this question a lot actually and it's it's difficult because sometimes I'll sit down at the piano and I'll play a little melody and I'll get this annoying melody in my head for ages and it'll just it'll be a really random one it won't be the one that I thought originally Mm. and I'll go away and then I'll come back and because it's annoyed me so much it's like I have to write that song that's Mm. what I have to write um other times it'll be like the music and the lyrics will come together um and that's annoying because then I have to sort of mold things around that um and then I also like being influenced by poetry and book titles for example that I go into a bookshop sometimes and I'm like that is such a good like line or Mm. whatever and it'll just spark something um yeah it all depends on the day what I'm feeling Mm. who's about what I've listened to is which is what I love about songwriting Mm. is that it's never the same I can't just sit down and start the same way with another song yeah it has to be what it's it's just a different process Mm. every time and is that always on the piano or because obviously you play guitar and piano or does it again vary yeah um it does vary a lot and sometimes I'll be in my car and I'll have to sort of pull over because Mm. I've got something in my head that I'll have to record a voice note of or (laughs) and sometimes I'll I'll be at somebody else's and I'll be like oh can I borrow your guitar for like two minutes because I (laughs) just need to write this thing out uh sometimes it'll be like a chord pattern that I really Mm. like um yeah Every single time, completely different, different instrument. Sometimes ukulele, sometimes, I don't know, maybe I've heard something on a cello and mm. I'm like, I really need to write like a bass line out. Mm. So, yeah, all different. Cool. <laughs> and do you ever get scared, not scared, but nervous in your... I, I was watching this documentary on Angelo Dweber. I say the other day, it was about 17 years ago. Um, <laughs> and he was saying when he wrote Memory from Cats, or it was Memory, or one of, you know, one of one of his songs, and he was playing it, and he played it so quickly, he was worried that it was somebody else's song. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever get yeah. worried that, oh, is this, a mel- is this melody in my head because I just listened to 
a song and that's all. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've never really worried too much about that because, I mean, I know I've never taken something specifically mm. from somebody else. Yeah. It's always been an influence based on sound rather than the actual melody yeah. itself. Um, I know I was talking to Amy Ward when I wrote with her mm. and she was saying like one afternoon she'd written this song and she was like oh my god you need to, I need to play everybody this song like I love it yeah. and it turns out she just changed the words to Amazing Grace no and way. everyone was like Amy you can't sell that and I just think like even the big writers out there have those moments where you do get influenced by music yeah. and you're like oh this is such a good tune and there are times that I've done that like you just think oh this is definitely a tune and then you that's the joy of playing it to other people as well yeah. is other people can say I really hate that or I love that mm. or that is actually somebody else's you can't mm. do that um but you don't realize that when you're writing you just enjoy the process yeah. and and that's magic in itself isn't that maybe you don't realize that it's somebody else's song but you you love that mm. at that moment in time that has been the joy and that you absolutely love what you think you created yes. <laughs> maybe so somebody good. else is yeah. yeah um but I think as long as you don't sort of take it on purpose yeah and as long as somebody tells you there's nothing wrong with being like oh I changed the direction to that song yeah. as long as you don't sell it yeah like, you can accept that okay maybe I did just change the lyrics but you never use it it's like oops never mind let's yeah. do different lyrics. yeah exactly yeah. um and it just it might inspire you to write a bit more yeah because I find mental blocks are a massive thing. Ah, so what do you do to get... Well, is there anything you could do get, to get out of a mental block or is it something you've just got to ride until your brain A lot of the time, or... yeah. A lot of the time it's just you have to ride the rubbish before the good yeah. stuff comes. It's a bit like... Somebody explained to me once that it's a bit like turning on an old tap and you've got to turn it on, wait for all the gunk to come yeah. out and all the, <laughs> before you get the really clean, mm. fresh stuff and sometimes you do get that like brown sludge that comes through or whatever you might get really bad ideas mm. but then something will come from that yeah and that's the enjoyable bit where you actually feel like you come out the other side but I know so many people that struggle with that block mm. so much that they don't go through that and come mm. out the other side and having breaks as well I find if I sit down and try and write and write and write it can just be rubbish, mm. but giving yourself that bit of time to sort of let your brain stew, have a nap, have a cup of tea, mm. go outside, come back to it. And I always find when I'm in recording in the studio, um, the producer that I work with, Owen Jenkins, he he's amazing, but he lives in the countryside, and mm. he's always like, let's go and have 10 minutes, let's walk down the road, go and visit some cows, come back, and... When you come back, you have a fresh mindset and you're mm. much more willing to put more effort in. You're not sort of waiting for something to come mm. around, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a minute ago about Amy Wodge um, and she co-wrote, was it Whiskey or Wine? Whiskey than Wine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Whiskey than Wine, yeah. sorry. Whiskey than Wine. Um, how is that? Like, do you usually work on your own or is this the first time you've written a song with somebody else? And was that hard or it was it was weird I've never written with anybody before and I haven't written with anybody since um <laughs> I don't know if that's a cool <laughs> I I loved it mm. 
but it was a big mental step for me. Um, I'm a very private person. I like yeah. to write on my own. I like to be with my own thoughts to write mm. songs. And I take a lot of my experience from my, my own life or other people's lives. And I don't tell people I'm writing about their lives, and yeah. j- if that makes sense. But going into the, the studio with her and as sort of... I mean, I didn't know her when, yeah. I, when I went in. I, I'd spoken to her and I'd asked her like, whether I could write with her. But the actual reality of going in with a complete stranger, yeah. I'm thinking, we've got to write a song yeah. about something. And I don't know what we have in common. Mm. And so it just started with a conversation. And she was like, is there anything you want to write? Do you have any ideas? And I'd taken a notebook with me with loads of different ideas on it and... I'd spoken to her about my granddad's story because that was one of the ideas I'd come up with. Um, and I said, oh, he, he struggles with um, alcohol and he's lost my grandmother years ago and uh, he, he turns to alcohol as his sort of therapy. And she was like, I want to write about that. And I was like, really? And mm. she was like, yeah. She was like, that is like... I really connect with that. I really understand mm. that, and and I was like, okay. And then the more we talked about it, the more stories from both of us came yeah. out, and it was that like connection with somebody else that it it came from just having a conversation. Mm. Um, so it it was great, but it took us a while to get to that point. Yeah. I think it was a couple of hours of like talking over tea, and mm. that we got down to like, okay, let's start with a melody. Let's start with a a couple of lines let's just sing a little bit and it was difficult and I think the more I write with other people the better it will get but I still feel really anxious about going into co-writing sessions um and I do need to do more I need to push myself Mm. um but do you think that it sounds it was very led by her as well mm -hmm. um it might be very different if you went into a session with a less experienced writer artist and you would lead that or was it was yeah, it less maybe. led or was it more um I think well she I mean she reacts with so many amazing people yeah, yeah, yeah. every day every single day mm. and I'd never done it before so mm. it was like she definitely she definitely led it because mm. she knew what to do yeah and I think over time and if if we got to write again I think I'd be a lot more confident in that okay this will work mm. whereas I was doubting my own ability with somebody yeah. who was so good um so th- th- that was a really interesting process and I, I don't know, maybe over time I'll, I'll learn to enjoy that a lot more. Yeah. Um, for me, songwriting started as like a therapy, mm. sort of almost a journal, um, a way that I didn't have to tell other people how I was feeling mm. until I knew exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. And I'd sat for hours to figure out what I wanted to mm. say in a song and I could be like, this is how I feel. Mm. But then taking that to somebody else is like writing your diary in front of somebody else. Yeah, that's like, what it was like. Verbal yeah, sort of diarrhea away. Yeah, saying, this is what I feel. Oh, yeah, please, to a complete stranger. Please accept me, please accept me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally put your heart on your sleeve, mm. and I, f- I think the more I do that with other people, the easier it will get, mm. and I'll be a more open person for doing that.
from learning the guitar because you started learning the guitar when you were 19 mm -hmm. which is quite late yeah like, it's not something you've been doing for that long because no. you're 25 now yeah i'll be 25 next week <gasps> is it next week yeah because we're a month apart yeah so like, i can't remember <laughs> when exactly yeah, no. um yeah so you're t 25 next week so mm -hmm. you've only been playing for five yeah. almost six years mm -hmm. it's not a very long time and i think what you've done in that very short space of time is amazing going from picking up a guitar, learning it, to deciding, right, I'm going to write my own songs. How do you do that? How do you go from, I'm learning the guitar, to I think I'm going to try and write something? Um, I mean, I picked up the guitar because I wanted to write. Oh. Um, I'd always played, like, tinkered on the piano. Mm. I'd, I'd never had lessons or anything like that. Um, I played cello, that was my main instrument. Um, so I had that grounding. Mm -hmm. I had, um, I sang in a lot of choirs. Um, but I'd been to this festival called Greenbelt um, every year from when I was about four years old. Um, and there was lots of artists there that really inspired me years and years. And I'd just write little, little sort of notes to myself, mm -hmm. not musical notes, just like poetry lines of things. And I thought, oh, these are like, I just quite like poetry and yeah. I did as a child I don't know where that came from and I was obsessed with Taylor Swift as a teenager I think most people oh, were I went through stuff to such uh. a <laughs> stage the same song it was the Romeo and Juliet song that over yeah. and over I can't remember what it was called love story love story though. yeah <laughs> well I was so obsessed with her and I'd done like school talent shows with just mm. singing um and I remember one year um, singing a Taylor Swift song, the love story song mm. actually, literally just as it came out because I was so obsessed with country at that time as well and the guy that was doing the talent show said to me, you can't sing this song and I was like, why not? And he was like, nobody will know it, like she's really unknown and I was like, but what am I supposed to sing? I love this song yeah. and I was like, I really want to do it and he was like, no, you'll have to change the song. So I was like, okay, so I went away and he was right, nobody knew the song. Because um, it, it literally had been out not long at all. Yeah. Um, and I went away and I was like, I don't know what else to sing, I don't know what to do. And I went, he said I could sing in the talent show, I just had to pick something else. So I was like, fine. So I just went to the talent show, gave him a CD, and it was the same song, I didn't change it, mm. I kept it the same one. And people were like, oh my God, what is that song? Like, that's such a cool mm. song. And I was like, I'm so glad I've chosen to do that. But Taylor Swift was such a massive influence mm. on me that I think I just wanted to try and write a bit like her. And that mm. was the only person I've sort of been obsessed with to the point I wanted to be like them. <laughs> um, so she definitely influenced me. And then I, I thought, I don't know what made me write my first song, really. I just... Was your first song any good? As in, not... Not the one you first released, but the yeah. first ever song. Do you mean? Do you think? Do you ever look back at it and go, "Oh, that was a good bit"? Do I? Do you know what I mean? Um, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Well, I mean, probably even if I played it now, I'd probably be able to do something with it. Yeah. But it wasn't a hit. Yeah, um, but, but, no, no, but I mean, I mean, did you surprise? Okay, so was it? That's change your question. Did you surprise yourself? Yeah, you I know. was really proud of it. At the yeah. time, I was really proud of it. And that started a whole journey for me. And I think it was only a couple of songs later that mm. I wrote Walked Away and yeah. Sounds of Home and 
all of those songs came in a really short space of time and I took them to an open mic and I was like okay I'm gonna go to an open mic mm. my, my it was my dad actually who said to me look if you want to do this like we'll find a local yeah. one we'll just go and I played three songs and somebody was like oh we'd like you to play for our wedding and I was like this is an open mic nobody said I'd be like book for a gig yeah <laughs> um I was really bizarre yeah. and I thought god somebody believes in me mm. enough to invite me to their wedding yeah. to play and, that's and an pay me day. to play yeah. and I was like that's huge and but I was so bad like I remember <laughs> standing there with my guitar and my nerves come out on my hands Oh, I, and you can't read it's them. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. They sweat, they shake, yeah. I, there's no control. So no matter how hard I'd practised, mm. my practice had gone out the window by yeah. the time I'd gone, gotten up to the front of the stage. Halfway through the first song, I could barely move my fingers. It was, was this in the open mic? Yeah. So I was thinking, well, somebody obviously likes me enough mm. to invite me. They hadn't heard any covers. I didn't do any covers. Yeah. I only did my originals. But that was a really bizarre moment for me, was that okay, I get to sing at a wedding, which means there's going to be loads of people that are mm. going to listen. And it's literally been from that first ever open mic that somebody's said, come and do a gig. And after that, there was another gig. And, and it's just gone from one to the next. Mm. I never, from day one, I never expected where I am now. I didn't, I've, I've never wanted to be famous. Mm. It was purely for the sake of, I really wanted to write songs. I wanted to be a bit like Taylor Swift. And... Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing though that somebody. It was really at, random. Yeah, but still, that's like. Um, how did the wedding go? It was fun. Um, I mean, they booked me like a year in advance. Oh wow! So I'd done a couple of gigs before that and yeah. got my confidence up, and I thought to myself, "Well, I'm gonna have to work really hard mm. this next year so that somebody that really believes in me gets a good wedding. Mm. They're not just." booking some random person that doesn't practice yeah um, <laughs> yeah don't play for a year right let's uh, yeah <laughs> do this well wedding out the bag <laughs> yeah it was i it gave me a lot of confidence in myself mm. that somebody wanted me from day one um but i think even just having the faith in yourself that mm. they taking the step to do something in public that nobody's here before mm. is a big step yeah definitely so yeah and now you've started writing songs in Welsh. Now you're not a Welsh speaker, but whiskey no. then wine. Yeah. You translated into So Welsh. that was translated by Johan Heaven. Mm. Um and he's actually translating three more songs <gasps> for me. Amazing. Uh, which is really exciting. And um BBC Cymru have actually said that they'd like to help with um some of that, which is oh, incredible. Um because obviously whiskey then wine um was so successful on their Welsh mm. um, radio and I couldn't have asked for more support from that mm. it was purely a case of I did I felt like I hadn't heard much Welsh music from mm. singer-songwriters that so there's not that many singer-songwriters I well, I haven't seen yeah. I don't know whether there's like a hidden group <laughs> of them somewhere um but I, I just thought oh, I'll challenge myself I yeah. don't speak Welsh or I didn't at the time but I've been having lessons mm. Um, but I wanted to push myself to be able to say I've got a song in Welsh mm. because I come from Wales I feel like there should be a part of my work that goes out to Welsh people mm. as well as just English speakers so that was really interesting mm. for me and I was lucky enough that the producer I work with he is actually a Welsh speaker himself mm. so when we were recording it he was like 
that's a different word. Don't say it like that. <laughs> say it like You're that. Insulting everyone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were points that I was like, okay, um, I'm actually gonna have to sit down mm. and really work at these words. Um, did you feel more connected to one than another? Yeah. Um, I think more than anything, it was. I knew that the the translation in Welsh isn't exact to the English yeah. version, obviously, because rhyming patterns mm. and, and just the way it works in, in Welsh is, is a lot different. Um, but for me, I I was actually in a Welsh medium class up until I was seven. Oh, okay. um, so when I first learnt to read and write, I learnt in Welsh. Mm. Um, and it was such a natural thing for me to do, to sing in Welsh mm. as well, because I'd learnt so many Welsh songs yeah. as a child. Um, but I'd lost a lot of that. And so it was it was quite emotional doing it, actually, that... I, I, I don't know. I think it's... I mean, my roots come from Wales, mm. so whether that just comes out in the language yeah. as well. But it definitely was... It did feel very different doing mm. the recording one day in English and then doing a different day in Welsh, because we didn't do them on the same day. Um, yeah, it was if just a different atmosphere mm. I felt the whole lyrics for the Welsh version was emotionally different to the mm. the English um, which is good I suppose because then people can appreciate both in a slightly different way yeah and it's you know it is difficult they are two separate songs almost it's mm. not a translation of one or the other no. um, you're treating it as an individual song yeah, in itself definitely. which I think is important I mean, working with Johan has been amazing and he spends a lot of time sort of setting and making mm. sure that it works in the Welsh language as it does in mm. the English. Um, and I've been very, very lucky to be able to work with him. Um, but I I completely understand that when you do write something in whatever language mm. you're writing in, whether it's French or German, yeah, yeah. different things mean different... Some, some topics could be taboo in yeah, some countries yeah. or whatever, so... Everything has to be looked at through a microscope mm. and make sure that it fits that style as well. Yeah. It's, it's a real art to translation and I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. No. Yeah. And have you performed that live yet? The Welsh version? Yeah. I haven't, no. <laughs> I've, I think I've been just too nervous to yeah. because I know as soon as I sing it in Welsh, somebody's going to come up to me and speak to me in Welsh and expect mm. me to know... It's, it's not about the song being nervous, it's about the after conversations that makes yeah. me nervous. I mean, I wouldn't worry about that because I actually went to, I think it was Ponty in the Park two years ago, something like that, and Amy was yeah. playing. And she's written a song in Welsh, or I don't know if it's bilingual, I can't remember. Okay. And she was just like, yeah, I don't speak Welsh, but my husband speaks Welsh, and da 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 we know. And it was really great, actually, and it really, as a Welsh speaker, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah brilliant fantastic like yeah it's really nice hearing songs in welsh and you know good songs in welsh and it's nice having though that as part of a set or yeah. you know yeah definitely. So i wouldn't i mean i'm not gonna make you i really wouldn't worry and I, I worked really hard on it and yeah. I, i'm i'm glad that it came out so well mm. um there was a lot of times where i thought oh, i'm not gonna be able to do this this is so <laughs> difficult um, and I remember even the, in the recording room, mm. I had the lyrics like in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so I could get every single mm. 
syllable and just make sure that each mm. each letter sounded right because I mean one little one slight difference mm. can make a huge difference um but uh, hopefully at the end of the year me and Amy will be doing a gig <gasps> nice. in uh, Milford um so it's still in the pipeline but yeah. we're hoping that might be a good time to do it yeah possibly let me know I'll okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's I'm super excited Obviously, writing songs and uh, performing, you also act. Um, so you went to the University of Wales, Trinity St David's, yep. and your degrees in acting. And then your first acting job was actually quite soon after uni, wasn't it? Or were you still in uni? Yeah, say. so I went for the audition uh, just before I finished uni. Mm. Uh, I think it was May time. And then I found out then I got the job. I'd got a different job. Uh, the two-man uh, yes. show. Yeah. Uh, Just Jump at the time it was. I think it was called Would You Jump. The second time. Changed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd got given that, um, which was just after graduation. And then found out I got Eye of the Storm as well, uh, which was insane. Like, I remember going up for that audition. And I don't know whether Gain has told you the story. But oh, I don't know. When they put me in for the audition... She put me at like quarter past nine in the morning because she oh, thought yes, that I wasn't being good. I wasn't going to be very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I got went to the audition. And she just said, "Would you come back later?" And I was like, I didn't expect to have a recall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I will come back later. But I'd got my boyfriend with me who had to be back in Pems in the afternoon. Oh. Gosh. So I had to drive him home and then come and then back. come all the way back to Cardiff. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. you had to drive back. So that was like so mad um and a bit I, well originally I didn't get it mm. and then I think I don't know what happened but somebody obviously like it pulled out or mm. what I don't know what the story was really but yeah and then I eventually had the role and it was amazing it's gone from there it was yeah. a, a mad first audition yeah I've never done an audition before that yeah so, yeah mental and so that show was developed, so you did a concert mm-hmm. version. Uh, you went out to Hong Kong in January yeah. and did that. And then there's a UK tour now coming up in September. September yeah. to November, I think, is it? October, end October. of October, yeah. Cool. So um, we're doing Swansea, Aberystwyth, Newport, Newport Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> I can't remember. Ma- mm, Birmingham. Yes, Birmingham is one of Mm. It's going a couple of places. It's a few places. Few places <laughs> it's like six or seven weeks. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, yeah. So that show's developed over the last couple of years, yeah. and you've obviously still been creating your music in that time. So I suppose, if I'm not saying if you had to pick between music and acting, but where is your head at right now with all that? Because obviously you've got a lot of stuff going on in both areas at the yeah. minute. Um. I think. 
It's really difficult to mm. say because there are things I absolutely love about both elements. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about doing Eye of the Storm is that I can be both. I can mm. do music and acting at the same time. But I think if I had to choose between just music or just acting, mm. I'd probably go with the music just yeah. because that is, that's been so ingrained in me mm. from such a young age. Um, and I can do so much more. Well, I feel like my ability can do so much more with the music mm. than I I suppose I don't I don't consider myself an actress mm. even though I act that's funny isn't it yeah, yeah I, I mean I started doing um acting in the first place as the degree in, Car- mm. uh, in Carmarthen because I felt like that was my weaker okay. of the three so dancing singing yeah. and acting and I felt like I wanted to improve that so I thought best way to do it Go do a degree. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I just decided that that's what I was going to do. And at least with the music, I already could show that I could do that. Yeah. Whereas with the acting, you sort of need the training behind it to mm. get better and improve. And I could already improve my music with practice and things yeah. like that. But I needed other people to do acting yeah, and practice yeah, yeah, acting. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I did that degree. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So what... After this tour now, what's the next step for your music or, you know, just generally? Do you know, do you have a plan after that or we... Um, I definitely, I mean, I'm releasing more music this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few singles that are in the pipeline for uh, being finished. Um, I'd like at some point to release an album, mm-hmm. whether it's an EP or a full album I'm not sure yet it's one of those things that I don't like to push my music too much to the point that it feels like a chore Mm. um so I like to enjoy the process of things but I would like at some point to release an album um and I suppose because everything I've done with music and acting has up until now been something that's just sort of I've taken it as it comes yeah. and nothing I've ever planned for necessarily. I've just enjoyed the process. So when I've, in any gig I've got, I've it's tended to be off the back of something else. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't tend to plan very much mm. and that's probably really bad. No, I think it's really good. Like, like you said, it's nice to have a little plan, but if that changes, it's nice yeah. to be able to go, okay, I'm doing this now. Completely. And I, if you haven't got a plan, that's also fine. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. whether you did have... Well, it saves so much ideas. disappointment that if I wanted... I don't know, if I said, oh, I want to be on a record label or I want mm. to be on... So many people say to me, oh, have you auditioned for X Factor or... Um, I know. I could. But at the same time, I know that if I put myself mm. out there, I'm. it's more than likely I'm just going to be disappointed. Yeah. And, and I don't know what I want to do, so I'd prefer to just let things land where they land and yeah. I find them as they go along. Yeah, I know. My nan always says to me, why don't you just get a little part in a soap? I'm like, if it were only that <laughs> simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, why don't you just go on X Factor and make millions and... Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's really difficult though. And I think stuff like X Factor, I mean, I don't really watch it um, or like The Voice or stuff like that, but I suppose the nice thing about your work it's your work and you get to direct it in whatever direction you Definitely. want if you do something like that I think you're very led by 
yeah. know, producers' choices, etc. I mean, I don't know. I that's just speaking from an observer point of view. But up until now, I think I've always been a very independent mm. musician and actress as well. Everything I haven't had any help from agents or anything mm. up until now. And I think if I landed with a label or a big agency, I'd have to make sure that I still had some control behind it mm. because giving all my sort of work and everything that's happened up until now, giving that to somebody else is such a huge step yeah, that I think I'd have to make sure it was the right decision mm. before. And I, I'm one of those people that thinks things over for a long time before I do make a decision. Mm. Um, so I don't know, m- maybe at some point there'll be a label but I'm not mm. sort of planning for a label. It's just going to be a case of, I'll, I'll just see what's around the corner. So, to finish every podcast, mm-hmm. I get my guests to answer three questions, which I can never remember, and that's why I've got to write them down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad, I can't remember my questions. So, well, not questions, they're sentences, I should say. Okay. So, okay. first sentence is, the highlight of my job is... Um, the highlight of my job is not knowing what to expect and mm. just allowing it to happen. Yeah, nice. Because uh, I was going to say, actually, the highlight of my job, how do you define yeah. your job? As, it's so as different is, yeah. day to day. Mm. Um, and that is definitely a highlight in yeah. that it's never the same day, yeah. day to day. Nice. Okay, and the second sentence is, in five years' time. I'll be 30 in five years' time. <laughs> um, oh, yes, that's so... In five years' time, I'd like to not live in my parents' house still. <laughs> nice. I think that's definitely something that... An aim. It's, I mean, as a musician, obviously, I'm not paid all that well. So <laughs> I don't have a stable income. So I'd like to think in five years' time that I'm able to live in my own place, whether that's rental or whatever, so... Nice, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> and the last one is, I'm happiest when? Ooh, I'm happiest when I've completed something. Oh, that's a good one. It's like a song or yeah. just anything. Like when you've done a really good show or yeah. whatever it is, you're like, yeah, I did that. And that is a step in, and I like taking steps. So yeah, I'm the happiest when I've completed something. A huge thank you to Rosie for coming and having a chat with me a few weeks ago. If you want to listen to some of her music, you can find them on Amazon, Google, iTunes, Spotify. Don't worry, I will pop the link to her website in the description below. And if you want to follow her on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, check her out at Rosie Kale. I hope you all enjoyed this episode this week. I'd also like to say another huge thank you to Rosie for letting us play some of her music this episode. And as well to Joshua David Bartholomew for writing our theme music. If you want to keep up to date with everything that's going on, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or check out our website. See you all next week. Bye.